Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Cobra Jet 1400 with Bob Tasca driving it. Man, that thing hovered the front end a long ways out there. Tasca hammered down through the top end. 8-12. Whoa, look at him on the starting line celebrating that. 8-12 at 171.97. That thing may go in the sevens before it's over with. Congratulations, guys. That was a great run down there. Norwalk, you just saw a world record for full-bodied electric cars out there. Well, welcome, Todd Bringworth. I'm Nick DeChimbury to the Talk and Power podcast. It's great to have you here, Todd. Yeah, it's great to be here, Nick. Just right on cue, we uh, had a few difficulties queuing up all this audio and and, uh, mixing tonight. I I must apologise for all of that. Yeah, and now we have the uh, ambient sounds of uh, rainfall in the background. Rainfall in the background. For all your uh, Peruval? Peruval? Anyway, I can't pronounce the word. The people that like rain. People that like rain, uh, good luck to you if you like rain. We've had plenty of it here. Hey Todd, thanks for joining us for this episode. We're back down in the in the t- uh, Simon calls it the dungeon. I don't know why he calls it the dungeon. It's not a dungeon. It's quite pleasant being down here. It's warmer. Yeah, it's warmer. A little bit less noise. A little bit less. Not a lot by the sound of it. Hey, um, we just played a video there. That was the Cobra Jet Mustang of Bob Tasker. I don't know if it's his actually, but he was driving it. The Cobra Jet fourteen hundred. Um, set a world record, 812 down the quarter mile. That is now officially the fastest. It's not the fastest down the quarter mile in terms of, but it is for a, for a car. Um, Dragster has gone faster than that. They're using two, not one, but two um, Cascadia motion motors, uh, each one of them spinning up to 10,000 RPM. 350 kilowatts each one, 700 amps, 800 volts, and that got that that car was booking. It had the front wheels up. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. So it was, it was up and about that car. And yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you have to watch the video to uh, give it justice because unfortunately, the audio just sounds like a Hoover taking off pretty quickly. Mm, yeah, yeah, you got to watch the video. It's a real video thing. But we thought we'd open the show with that. It's a bit of an EV kind of week. It's been we've had a lot, lots of stuff on the EV. And um, I thought we'd just open up with a Cobra Jet because that's making some good inroads in, in, in drag racing, that is. Yeah. Actually, we were talking about it with some friends and I the other night about the Cobra Jet, um, the fact that you can buy an EcoBoost Mustang. Mm, yep. And also, I believe the V8 Mustang is one of the biggest selling cars in Australia right now. Yeah, it is. The sales have slowed down a little bit, but in the US, they're still going. They're still going strong, even in the US as well. It's uh, more than double the uh, Camaros, so that's that's interesting. I'm not quite sure why, but that that is the case. Camaro is a pretty cool car as well. Yeah. Not to be, we're talking Camaro there, but can you believe the people that gave us the 426 cubic inch Hemi Dodge? Yep. Mopar. They are going. Can you believe they are going EV? Check this out. Hold on a minute. Did we hear that right? Dodge is making an electric car? We're talking hypothetical, right? Surely you jest. Dodge 
You mean the people who devised the legendary 426 Hemi and sunk it into a sublime missile? You mean the Dodge that created the Hellcat Red Eye and the most powerful muscle car in the world? Makers of the 840 horsepower wheel standing demon? Why on God's green earth would Dodge ever build an electric car? Anybody? Any thoughts out there? Hello? You have to admit, that's pretty funny. I mean, they are taking the pee out of themselves. They are taking the... But they've done it in such a way that it makes you think, doesn't it? It does a lot. It's like, they again, they've put it in their own ad. They've built the Hellcat, which is a manned missile. (laughs) And, I mean, we've spoken to people that have driven manned missiles, but that thing is a manned missile for the road. Yeah. Imagine what they can do with an electric car. I know. Now, their catch cry is, performance made us do it. Performance made us do it. So their CEO, Tim Kuniskus, um, said that, um, you know, the assertion is is not solely to play and satisfy with any regulation or EV requirement. What he goes on to say is, if an electric motor will make it quicker, we will do it. There you go. I'm amazed. I really am. The, the, the Dodge... Chrysler, Mopar, Hemi, all those brand names. Yeah. We're really the last bastion yeah. of internal combustion, fuel guzzling automobiles. Last the big V8s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. We're, yeah. We're, apart from Ford hanging on to the, the, the Coyote. Yeah. And um, they are. They are. Is this, is this a... The, the changing of the world? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot lot going on. I mean, I think we spoke about it all a couple of months ago. Hummer, or GM, have the Hummer coming out electric, which mm. I never thought I'd see in my entire lifetime. I mean, maybe they're just adding it to their lineup. But maybe, like, why not? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it certainly is their lineup, but yeah. my, that doesn't mean it's. It's um, a good thing either, but uh, I mean, look, we shouldn't be mocking electric vehicles. I don't want to be mocking electric vehicles. No, but but um, I, I'm finding. So what you have to understand is, <coughs> excuse me, when I do my research for the podcast, yeah, we go looking about, but I'm seeing more and more news and information and marketing around electric vehicles. It's just oh, yeah. more and more each day. They get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I don't want to. While we're talking EV, I, I love the stuff that Formula E do. Check this out. This is their promo for the race they just had on the weekend for New York. Formula E is in New York City. Check this out. I really like this. How cool is that? 
That's not bad. <laughs> How cool is that? So that was shot, obviously, uh, some time ago. It's an Formula E vehicle driving through the streets of New York. That was it. That was in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. The race itself doesn't take place in Manhattan. It actually takes place. It's in. Um, it's in uh, the course is situated in the west end of Red Hook neighbourhood in in Brooklyn actually, so it's adjacent to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. Um, so it is a magnificent race. Uh, you see the you know the backdrop of yeah. Manhattan in the background there, and uh, congratulations to that. The, they've been racing there for a few years now, but that's a great promotion for for uh, for pushing your brand Formula E. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, the the. The news that dominates EV dominates. So I, I, I was mean, about to say, if you're listening, don't don't tune out. Yeah, this just isn't yet. an EV podcast. We, let me tell you. I mean, we've had Simon discuss it as well. I mean, if you want to own an EV, uh, you know, I'm actually I'm I'm on the fence, but I'm actually starting to see the see the light. Mm. Um, there's a lot of tech that will be coming through EV that will make EVs a lot better. Mm. Um, we do need to support it, I believe. Um, not your Priuses and stuff. They are a bit of a joke, but... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, to our Prius owners out there. Yeah, sorry. You know, but I don't think you're listening to our show. If you are, no, they let us be know. Listening. Do you reckon they'll be listening? I don't know. Let us know. No, on the, they'd be listening. Maybe, 88.5 FM. Yeah, the well, there you go. Let us know. Well, I've got nothing against Prius owners. I'm just saying that, you know, your car's <laughs> been in 14 it. different countries, that's all. <laughs> um, but, oh, look, I reckon it's great. Um, there needs to be a lot more support, as Simon has gone on and on about, there needs to be a lot more support for EVs, though. Like mm. currently, the infrastructure for EVs um, is a joke, and our our governments are pushing for EV cars. Well, support EV cars. Like, yeah. And look, agreed. If if we can have support for EV cars, I was only talking about this again to a friend of mine the other night about this. If we can have support for EV cars, it doesn't mean you need to get rid of your gas guzzler and all that. It means you can maybe have both if you're pretty lucky. Mm. You you drive your EV to work during the week, and you. Save the environment, and then on the weekend you can go out and burn dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a bloody good deal to me. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I could, I could live with that. We do need the infrastructure to get right. While we're talking EV, <laughs> and I can assure you, this will be the last EV talk that oh, we have on I'm this, on this to episode that. tonight. Oh, that, yeah, this okay. will be the last article that we talk about EVs. Tesla, the Model Three, has hit a new low. When I write that, it's a play on words. Yeah. The new low is it's come down in retail price. They've got the retail down to fifty nine nine hundred in Australia. Fifty nine thousand nine hundred plus on road gets you a Model Three. So that's an all time low in Australia. They basically trimmed off about seventeen grand off that. Do you know how they've done that? I haven't written in there. How? Well, I have actually now sourced from China. There you go. So, you know, interesting what they're doing here. And I have to be honest with you, being a, an Australian, uh, driving around in a major capital city of Australia, Perth, that is not a major, but I mean one of the bigger ones. Yep. Um, see a lot of Model 3s now. Oh, they a are. Lot. Yeah. I, you know, I, I notice them a lot more as well. A lot more. Again, I commute north to south uh, every day for work, and I notice a lot more in my morning commute. Yeah, there's a, a heap lot of them. more. A heap um, of them. 
And I, and I know a lot of people are actually on the waiting list to buy them as well. Yeah, so. I can imagine. So, very interesting. There's a lot of them on the road now in Western Australia. There's a dealership here as well. It's not de- probably not dealership. It's, they sell direct, so should no, call it a dealership. No, it's a dealership and uh, or parts service as well. Like, it's a okay. retail outlet for Tesla. Yeah, a, uh, a friend of ours that listens to the podcast sometimes. Mm. Uh, his was there after an unfortunate incident in Albany earlier this year. And uh, okay. his was one of the first ones actually through the dealership and got repaired by Tesla. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, okay. Well, so very interesting. You know what Tesla's were made before made they were made in China? No. Mexico. Yeah, okay. Well, parts were anyway. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so moving interesting. on. And the played. Last thing, the played. I mean, we I think we've spoken about on the podcast before. Jay Leno has set a record in the played as well. Yeah. Uh, that's gone into. That's dipped into the nine second mark. That's incredible. That yeah, is incredible. They are. The played is a. That's awesome. I don't yeah. know about the one that caught on fire the other day. There's one that's caught on fire, so that's that's um, subject to investigation. No, so. unfortunately, you, you probably will hear a bit more from us, but uh, you'll be seeing a lot more and hearing a little bit more about them. But for me, it's the tech. Mm. It's not the fact that it's electric and rah rah rah. It's actually the tech. The stuff yeah. that goes into those. Oh yeah, for is sure. Pretty far out. Yeah. So anyway. yeah. Enough about electric cars. Can we move on now? We are going to move on. We're going to move on with a break, however, because it well, it's already time for a break. So if you're listening to us on 88.5 FM, we're going to take a short break here. Maybe maybe use a song or maybe a commercial. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. If you're listening to a podcast, we're going to be back in 10 seconds, so don't panic. All right. Uh, we'll be back with a heat more. We're going to be talking all things Goodwood Festival speed. I love it. Yes. Right after the break. Okay, welcome back to the Talk and Power podcast. This is episode 115, by the way. 115. 115. Yeah, can you believe it, Todd? Uh, well, I can, but I also, it's it's pretty full on. It is full on. Very full on. Hey, I made some notes here. I, before we go too far, we're on 88.5 FM for those that are listening to us through the frequency modulation in the yep. Swan Valley and the city of Swan and Midland and everywhere in between. Yep. Right through Cavisham, all those areas there. I want to just shout out to someone, Midnight Bob, uh, no longer at the station. He's he's left the station. A uh, bit of a mentor for us at the at the radio station, and uh, just like to thank him, yeah. uh, Midnight Bob, for all the work he he helped us out quite significantly over the over the journey. And I uh, just want to thank him and, and wish him all the very best for his future endeavours outside of eighty eight point five FM. Yeah, that's right. Now. I text you guys on the weekend. I I absolutely love Goodwood Festival Speed. Hello, by the way, hello to all the uh, listeners in the UK and all of our British listeners as well. I hope yeah. everything's going okay for you. I know, li- yes, I am Italian. Yes, uh, Italy did beat the UK or England in the Euro Cup final. However, um, I don't really follow soccer, so I wouldn't feel right gloating and I'm not going to gloat I think the way that Italy won it's the penalty shootouts a terrible way to end a game you mucked up you called it soccer no sorry football yes football thank you terrible I don't like it no can we not end the game in a in a better way yeah I I followed it a tiny bit but I also was I if you looked at sports bet they actually had sports bet for like a dollar eight to win beforehand mm. <laughs> so Hey, sorry to all our fans in the UK, but yeah, 
But, you know, you should be proud because you have the Goodwood Festival speak. Why do you have it on the same weekend for? I don't know if that was always the way. Yeah, it is. I think it is. Oh, yeah, okay. I, they have Wimbledon on as well. Like, can yeah, we jam well, actually, more? Normally, normally Wimbledon is the week before. Normally. Yeah, okay. I think this year, because they sort of reopened everything, everything was on the same weekend. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't have a Silverstone. That's next weekend. Yeah, that's, anyway. no, Silverstone's always the week after Goodwood. Yeah. Anyway, it was a <laughs> it was a, a great event, Goodwood Festival of Speed. And if you're British, you should be very proud of that event. That is a, I really want to get over there one day and 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 do that. I just wrote set down some notable mentions here: the 2019 Mercedes AMG F1 W10, uh, and the, there was a uh, Ferrari as well, the 2017 Ferrari, the SF70H as well. Um, and the Gluckenhaus SCG 007. Some amazing cars there. Yeah. Tell us, you've been. Actually, funny enough, it was 10 years ago to the day I was in the UK at Goodwood. Yeah? Yeah, 10 years ago, which doesn't seem that long, but also that's a long time ago. But, mm. yeah, I've been. I, I could do a whole podcast myself on my trip to, Ger- to well, the UK and Germany. Um, we might one day if we're stuck for, stuck for listening stuff. Yep. Um, it's brilliant. You cannot... You cannot put into words what Goodwood is like. Mm. Um, again, shout out to Alistair McRae. I think he compared it once that it's an experience. Um, something that comes very similar is the event they have over in New Zealand where they run around the back of a hill and race cars. And the name escapes me right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's And it's basically uh, someone's driveway that goes past the castle. It's amazing. Is it, um, is it, do you think, like, there was a bit of focus on drifting this year. Do you think there was an element of letting their hair down? Because I've never seen so many people. I do think a lot of people, um, again, I know a few friends were in the UK and they went and they reckon it was off the chain. Mm. People were so upset that they couldn't have it last year that they just were going loose. I mean, there's some other footage. I think I sent you a couple of clips of people throwing brand new or super rare alpinas which is into hay bales and there was um baja trophy trucks going to hay bales as well and yeah he stacked it wickedly that guy um there was dudes losing wheels off yeah the, i off saw vintage that as race well. cars yeah. and yeah the crowds were way down yeah. of course um i mean there wasn't much of an international presence um but still I think everyone just wanted to go out and have a good time. Mm. I, uh, another person I know, I saw her, um, actually she got invited to the ball, went out to the ball and like had a ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's highly, highly worth watching. Um, I, I was talking to some friends last night about it again uh, and we were saying the fact that when I went 10 years ago, your footage was my Nokia or my iPhone 3 and maybe uploading it to YouTube was still in its infancy, I'd argue. Yeah, it was, yeah. You're right. And I was lucky if I could put a five-second chip clip. And mm. I actually went through my Facebook and I found a clip of a, a 787B that I put up that was a whole 10 seconds. That clip took me about an hour and a half to render and put up on the internet at the mm. time. But anyway... Yeah. Now on YouTube, I mean, we can watch live streams. It's well, they live stream the whole event, it's, which is, you know, I mean, how awesome is that it's as well? It's quite the same as being there. Again, when no, we're, when we're allowed to travel and you have your 5G vaccines and all the rest of it, if you have the cash, go for a look. Yeah. But um, the live streams make it awesome. Mm. Like, I, I mean, again, since I've been there, 
I hate to brag, but since I've been there, I can sit there and I can go, oh, I know that corner, and I can picture in my head where stuff is happening and yeah. where, I, where I'd be standing. But yeah, it's brilliant. And, I mean, Nick's about to play a clip where there's V8 supercars that run up there, like an Australian V8 supercars. This is a Wilkinshaw build, this one, a Holden Racing Team uh, Commodore from a few years ago piloted by i think it was rob wood um let's just check i, I want to play this video because it's um because it's we're australian yeah check this out Still in the original livery. It sounds pretty awesome. I mean, he hasn't set any records there in in terms of time, has he? But no. But um, yeah, just an awesome, awesome event, and um, I, I don't know. I just I think that's you know uh, that that believe it or not, that wasn't the best sounding car at the, at the oh, event. No. There was some magical sounding cars there that just really blew my socks off. But I wanted to play that one because it's you know it's it's Aussie and um, it would be. You know, the guys always say at the radio station, we need to have Australian content. So there you go. That's that's our contribution to, say, to the Australian one, content. One thing I learned from being over there, um, if if a lot of the UKs do like the Australians, a lot of the UK people don't, but most of them, if you're pretty calm, cool, and up for a chat, I love you. Mm. At Goodwood, people hearing the Australian accent, I had multiple conversations going. They love our supercars. They absolutely like they know more about our supercar racing than we do. Hmm. And I mean, that was 10 years ago again, but I had, oh, you're from Australia. Do you follow supercars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to get over one. Like they, and I, there's, there's me saying, but you've got a British touring car. That's pretty cool. They're like, no, 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 nothing compared. And they call them the tin tops. They're like, nothing compared to your tin tops. I mean, you guys go out there in V8s and bash panels. And I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Like it actually made me want to. I started following it closely again when I came back because it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. So um. Yeah. One picture I'll paint about uh, Goodwood is I think I've said it before on the podcast, but one picture I'll paint is the experience is it's yeah up someone's driveway. Um. Everyone's there for the same reason. It's like it's like going to your motivations or something. Everyone's there to have a look at cars. But I was blown away in the fact that there was one point I walked off with by myself and went and stood by a hay bale. And uh, one of the marshals was from New Zealand and every year flew over and helps marshal the event. And there was a, 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 Brit- a typical British gentleman, we'll call him, with his um, thermos of tea. And he had the tweed jacket on with the patches. and the Wicked. And he was sitting there and on his stool, he bought his own little stool and... Again, you hear the Aussie accent. He goes, "Oh, where, where are you from?" And I went to a pretty, pretty bad, pretty shaky. Oh no, you did that pretty well. And I'm like, "I'm Western Australia." And he's like, "Okay." And chatting away, he's like, oh, "What brings you over here?" And I said, "Oh, a friend of mine 
friends said, you know, this is this is the be all and end all. Let's come over. So we're here. And I said, I'm 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 in love with the place. And again, he got talking to me about British British cars, Australian cars. Like he was an encyclopedia of knowledge. Mm. And he was absolutely stoked that I spent probably an hour just chatting away to him about cars. Cars were coming past us. He knew the ins, the outs, the... But it made the experience. Like, there I was, a, a bogan from Australia, wearing... Well, I think I was wearing black jeans and a black shirt, pretty much, chatting to a proper British gentleman over a cup of tea about race cars. Like, that, that to me, was part of the picture that we painted. The other part was we um, had a pit pass, which you can basically walk into the pits and you can't get super close to the drivers, like, but then again, some of the drivers are coming and going. There is vintage cars and vintage race cars that are just sitting there in the pits. And I think I managed to walk past at the time Jensen Button, Button at one time and sort mm. of went, hey, how are you doing? And again, the Aussie accent. Oh, you're from Australia. Rah, rah, rah. Let me guess you're here to see Mark Webber. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, here to see you and some other people. Oh, anyway, I've got to go out for a run pretty much jumps in the car and takes off past me to run. I think he was actually running the vintage McLaren that year. Um, I went past Ken Block at the time. Who Ken Block wasn't quite as famous as he is now. And was like, oh, you're Ken Block? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you've seen my stuff. And I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, you don't realise um, you get to rub shoulders. I think yeah. also Mar- Mario Andretti was there, I think, from memory. He was there again this, this, um, this event as well, Jumping Mario. in a classic... Uh, classic IndyCar hmm. at the time and my brain was on overload because you, in your brain you're like these people are famous drivers hmm. um, yeah um, again so I could I could ramble all night about it but so I'm trying to paint the picture for the people listening that it is just a spectacle you need and, to get there we need and to then get there. that is only the road hmm. there's also there's a track as well well there's Sideshow Alley as I call it hmm. which is all the year we were there, there was Porsche experiences, AMG experiences, there was Red Bull experiences. Like it's it's like going to the Royal Show, but with race cars mm. and race car teams giving you merchandise, selling merchandise. And then there's the rally track. Yeah, that's I, right. At I the only back, yeah. I only got to the rally track for about twenty minutes because um you don't realise you're again you're on someone's property, but it is a good one k or more walk. Mm. Up a hill, through crowds, it's it's like trying to walk forty five k's almost. Well, yeah. That's how hard it is. But there's vintage rally cars going mm. around between trees, doing absolutely stupid stuff like Audis, old school Subarus, old school Mitsubishi's, like just, and they are driving them like they're winning, trying to win a rally. Mm. There's no, oh, I'm just taking it out for a Sunday drive. It's They'll come with a bit of panel damage and some ball tyres. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Well worth the experience. Um, check out the live feeds. Look, hopefully this COVID thing will settle down. Um, I'm not saying in the next year or so, but in the next couple of years. And as my mates and I jokingly say, 2025, we hope to get over there again. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... Um, it's it's not on my list. It's yeah. on my list to get over there. It's uh, an experience. It certainly is, and uh, I I was really impressed with, especially with the live feeds. I've had that every year actually, and you can still go back and watch the live feed. It's still there. Uh, not that it's live, but yeah, you can wa- watch it. It's it is it is magnificent. They've done a really good job. Hey, on that note, we need to take another break. 
We're going to be take a short break here and we come back talk all things Formula One right after the break. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 115, rocketing right along here. You're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, or the Talking Power website, which is talkingpower.com.au, or 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. You beat me to it. I was like, where the valley comes alive. Where the valley comes alive. You've got to do it like Jimmy in his... In his uh, voice, we, you know, we should get Graham on Graham Dahl. His voice, you can't beat his voice. Yeah, true for radio. No, you best can't. best voice for radio ever. And Ken Hill, and Carlos as well. Everyone except us. Basically. No, wait, I think we do okay. Oh, okay, we go all right. <laughs> we go all right. Yeah. Hey, Formula One. Uh, what do you think? Lewis Hamilton's signed for another two years. Right, right in the middle of a right in the middle of a race weekend. Really unusual time to announce it. I must admit. I, Surprised! I actually thought he was going to hang up the ballet boots at the end of this year and give it a miss. No, no, no. He will need to. He will need to be back. He will need to be back in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three to make up for what's going to happen this year. I think. Don't know yet. It hasn't happened. You reckon? Yet. But I, I am. I believe strongly that he needs to come back. I think it. It was really unusual to make this announcement. Right in the middle of a, a a weekend. Now, Mercedes, Toto Wolf has said that they sought permission from Valtteri that they could make this announcement. And he said, that's fine. You can make the announcement. Valtteri is out of contract at the end of the year. This puts immense pressure on him because he hasn't been running the second car all that well, in my opinion. Um, the reports are George Russell's already signed. Yes. So it'd be really interesting <laughs> to see what happens. Really does. It's really interesting to see. We'll watch this space. Lewis Hamilton signed for another two years. So I, I, no, I, we 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 need Lewis. We need Lewis in this sport more than you can ever dream of. Without him, we need. Look, you need the man to. You need him in the sport. He needs to be beaten. For those, for those playing at home, I'm looking at Nick very sheepishly right now, like, what do you want about? But, yeah, sure. We need Lewis Hamilton in the sport because he's dominated it. And without his dominance, what do we have? Other people to win races? And no, more wouldn't, we, wouldn't it be better that we can beat him? or someone well, I see what you're him? saying. It would, would be better um, if... We yeah. have him in the sport than not. And people can start knocking him off his... Mantle. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not suggesting that, but I like Lewis. Well, I don't. I don't but I was about to say, do you? Really? Okay. <laughs> no, but anyway. Hey, uh, Honda, even though they're formally uh, leaving Formula One, uh, their engines are still going to be built in Japan. So Red Bull will be taking over the uh, building those engines, but they're going to keep the plant in Japan for another year. They don't want to disrupt the... They feel that they can't move the, the the engine building plant to Milton Keys next year. It's too rushed, so they'll do that in 2023. So Red Bull take over the engine the engine design and development uh, next year. There you go. But that will be in Japan. So it'll be really interesting to see how they go next year, Red Bull, running an engine development uh, facility across really polar 
ends of the earth in d- in different different locations. Yeah. So I, I'd be I'm kind of um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. Hey, we've got the news sprint format unfolding at the British Grand Prix. Cannot wait. So I was actually incorrect a few weeks ago. I said that qualifying uh, wouldn't wouldn't would still determine your starting of the Sunday race. That's actually incorrect. So qualifying will dictate your starting of the sprint race on Saturday. And where you finish in the sprint race on Saturday is where you will be to start the Sunday race, which is logical, I guess, but I didn't think it was actually going that way. So I must admit uh, I am looking forward to this. A lot of people aren't because they're traditionalists, and I understand that. Uh, It's watered down qualifying immensely, and I understand that. Qualifying is, you know... Uh, very traditional to start the race. Uh, it will be it'll be on the Friday, but I think it brings new eyes to the sport on the Saturday afternoon in the UK or in the European time slot. Yeah, and new eyes to the sport on a Saturday night in Australia. I, I think it's and and the Asian and the Asian uh, areas as well. Yeah. I'd love to see reverse grids myself, but hey, that's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's unlikely to happen because that's just too, way too out there for them. Oh, and too much carnage, let's be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, too much carnage and just way too... Yes, yeah, that's not going to happen. Watching Hamilton trying to squeeze through from, <laughs> you know, from the back of the pack to get to first again. Oh. It, it would be awesome, but I, I completely understand why they're not going to do that. Um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is a, a big step for the sport. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the traditionalists won't like it. But I think anything where you can drag eyes in, and when I say by eyes, oh, that's download, whatever you want to call it, subscription to the sport yeah. or viewership ship whatever you want to call it to the sport outside of the traditional sunday afternoon they're just trying to get more eyes on the sport out of that time slot and i think that time slot saturday night works really well in australia i think it works really well in the asian countries as well so china uh the, the the countries that are in line with australia it's a saturday night it's perfect i mean what else would you do yeah true I mean, yeah, okay, lots of things, but <laughs> but <laughs> but my point is, for for the vast majority of people, they're home. Put that on. I think it's I think it's a great thing for the sports. So twenty, no, you're a, up. you know, twenty minute sprint race. I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, really looking forward to Le it. Le Mans starts as well. Oh, no, sorry. We should. I eh? imagine that that'd be awesome. So the park of the cars all across the road and, yeah, and run off. And I'm just talking crap now, but hey, it'd be pretty funny. The guy that's starting from pole slips over, and the guy that started from fifth runs him over. <laughs> well, I hope not. That's not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Hey, we'll just quickly wrap up here. The Austrian Grand Prix. Um, um, both both it was a double header, two weekends in a row. We saw Max Verstappen completely dominate. I don't want everyone to think that this is the start of a Red Bull um, dominance this year. I don't think so, not yet. Let's not get excited. It is their home track. They were always going to do well there, uh, but let's not get excited. The Mercedes are still there. They ran with them. The what I am concerned about is is the drop off. The drop-off after Mercedes and Red Bull is significant. Oh, Seems it's like it's getting worse. Yeah, McLaren have taken the. Let's let's talk about the races in the the teams in two lots here. There's the best, and the best are Red Bull and Mercedes, and then there's the rest. But McLaren have certainly gone to the top of the rest. Yeah, they have, and almost leaving Ferrari behind now. Well, they kind of have, but 
I'm concerned that gap between the best and the rest is actually getting wider. It's getting worse. It yeah. just doesn't seem to be there's no very little competition. I mean, do we now go into the traditional Silverstone and then there's a round in mm. Germany or none? Yeah, okay. correct. Yep. And then we have our six week holiday, don't we? Or are they the, not doing the, it this the year? The holiday's been shortened up because okay. of yeah. Because it's the age old, um, well, su- summer of madness type of thing. Mm. They, I like to see where the upgrades go. As I always, I think I've said it every year on this podcast. Let's see what the summer brings. You know, the upgrades. The Mercedes have already said they've got a few aero upgrades coming, but not a lot. They're putting all their time and effort into twenty twenty two because twenty twenty two is a whole raft of changes, a heap of changes. So we're unlikely to see many upgrades. Well, like, someone said to break. me as well, Ferrari's pretty much given up for twenty twenty two. No, no, they've given up this year as well. Yeah, they're, same, throwing, like yeah, year, yeah. they're they're putting all their eggs into the basket for the twenty twenty two season as well. Wanna be a good car then? Yeah, yeah, and a good egg basket too, and some good drivers. No, hang on, sorry, what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so yeah, looking forward to that, and look, sad to hear the news, but not surprised. Australian Grand Prix cancelled for this year, and so does MotoGP. Yes, that's not surprising. No, uh, not surprising at all. I just wish. I just wish uh, this decision could have been brought forward. Could, could they could have made this a long time ago. There was no way it was going to happen in Australia. Yeah. You know, we said this on the podcast here, that it was unlikely to happen this year, the event. Yeah, exactly. I also, I mean, as we go to air, there's some pretty crazy restrictions and things happening COVID-wise. Especially in New South Wales. Yeah, but I, um, I'm also, I mean, I guess it's internationals coming over that two weeks here and... What if and this variant, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I won't mention the C word as much as I can and the L word because apparently people don't li- like hearing it. They don't, don't like hearing the word. What's the C and L word? COVID and lockdown. Oh, lockdown, yeah. Like people freak out apparently. So anyway, sorry. It'd be nice to see something over here. I thought MotoGP might have been able to do it, make it work, but guess not. They don't give themselves. They're only giving themselves two week gap between. One event and the next one. They need to give themselves if you're coming to no, Australia four a weeks. three week or a three week gap. Yeah, you got to serve a two week quarantine after the hoo ha with the Australian Open, and I mean that with respect. Like the the tennis players, they made the tennis players quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, there was no way that that they yeah. were going to allow these guys to not do that. But especially what's happening in New South Wales. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> otherwise, it means look, it'll make next year better. Please don't write into the podcast or the radio station saying that we we don't agree one way or another. We don't we don't necessarily. I think that is that on. No, no. Oh, <laughs> excuse that, me. Editing for Nick there. Sorry, yeah. I just. <laughs> um, we don't agree one. Well, we don't we don't have an opinion one way or another. Yeah, on whether no, we don't. lockdowns work or they don't. I'd, I'm not here to say that. Don't, I don't abs- say the word. I don't. I don't know anything about the science behind it. Yeah. So I don't profess to know. All I know is I just follow the rules. So if I'm told to stay home, I stay home. Yeah, exactly. If I'm allowed to go out, I'll go out, and I'll yeah. wear a mask when I need to wear a mask. If I'm that, that's that's how we roll. Yeah. So don't please don't write in and say we don't. We're just saying there's yeah. no Grand Prix and we're upset. Yeah, exactly. And no Mojo GP. And Mojo no I mean, I'm more upset Mojo GP. Tell you the truth. Because hmm. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Hey, it's time for a break again. So we're going to take a break here. After the break, we're going to be talking NASCAR, supercars, test drive the Subaru Forester, auctions, talk trophy, Street Outlaws no prep, Andra. We've got a lot to get through still. So we'll take a break right here. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 115. We took the latest Subaru Forester for a test drive. You can read about it at our website if you go to talkingpower.com.au. Go to test drives and you'll see it there. Uh, that's it there, Todd. That was the Subaru Forester we took for a drive. And uh, beautiful car. I must say it was a beautiful car. And um, I can understand why well, people buy RAV4s. Huh? Sorry, what? <laughs> Hello, Subaru Australia. If you're listening to us or Fuji here Industries, we'd happily drive Subarus for more test drives, but. But. Buy a RAV4. Okay. RAV4, RAV4 hybrid. What's the chance of getting a. a um, what's the chance of getting a Forester or a Subaru for a test drive again? Probably nil now. Sorry. Thanks. You can edit that bit out then. No, no, I'll leave it in. Okay. I did write here. We weren't fans. This is me. We weren't fan of the engine shut off. We found it as crude as a Massey 35 <laughs> when restarted. They are crude. No, they are. I used to drive Why one for an old job. And uh, after after about an hour of driving it, not even, I turned that off. It was driving me insane. I didn't know how to turn it off. I wish I could. But oh, there was a button down the right-hand side that you hold down for okay. uh, five seconds and it turns it off. Anyway, um. But yeah. I, I get I get the Subaru thing now. I get it. I think once you have a Subaru, Forester, I think you become indoctrinated into the Subaru family. Would that be right? I was almost going to say Subaru in general. Mm. I've, I've owned a couple now, different models. Um, I'm currently trying to get rid of one, and I'm going to miss it. Like they are, I mean, sorry, Subaru, I was taking the, the Mickey a bit before. They are a beautiful car. So I have, I've driven a 20... 20 model Forester, not a 21. Lots of mod technology, lots lots of great stuff, mm. but also, I don't know about you, the CVT was ghastly. I, I don't... Can someone explain to me why the paddle shift is in this car? So you feel special? Yeah, there's no... there's no That that was really... And Subaru... Do you, do you see what I read there? It's paddle shift is arguably just a gimmick. Mm-mm. As we cannot see the purpose of using a paddle shift in something this docile. And um, I've, I actually test drove a 2021 Liberty earlier this year. Mm. Um, I did 650, almost 700k's in three days in it. Anyway, that's another story. Paddle shift, but the two litre, like, okay, the boxer motor is great, but asthmatic. Sorry, they. They struggle. Yeah. Well, this this produces the... This is a 2.5 litre, 137 kilowatts, 239 newton metres. Uh, I wasn't even all that impressed with the power. But look, strokes for folks, I think this car... Look, look at that inside. That, was, that oh, is a beautiful, is beautiful car. They are beautiful inside. Beautiful car. And I, and I can understand why people buy these cars. It's all-wheel drive system. I was really... Hanging that out, that thing there, and mate, it just stuck to the road like you wouldn't read oh, about. Oh, yeah, I mean, there is that too. The yeah. Subaru all-wheel drive, are, again, mine's an old 2008 model Subaru, but brilliant. Nice car. I understand now why Subaru owners um, are repeat buyers of their product. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for when you produce a car. That you, the customer comes back again and again to buy that car. I get it now. Forty-two two hundred on road that car. That's a five-year unlimited kilometre warranty, and five-year capped service. Pre-
pri- uh, capped price servicing as well. So, look, I mean, have a read of the car there. Yeah. It's on our website. There is more car reviews rolling out. I've done a few of them. There'll be more. We've got the Mitsubishi Outlander coming this week, so come back to the podcast and you can read about that as well. And we've also done the Mazda CX-8. It's on the website too. Oh, there you go. That was uh, that was a beautiful car as well. So, yeah, well, but we won't talk about that uh on this episode, I'll talk about the CXA on another subsequent episode, that one. And we keep promising, but um, uh, Brendan, who I know is probably listening and not here tonight, mm-hmm. um, him and I have, we wouldn't say new cars, but we have some second-hand car reviews coming up very shortly. And, I'm looking uh, forward to that. There is some stuff in the pipeline which will be amusing. Let's put it that way. Oh, I'm looking for even more. There's so. going to be um, a one good comparison of a local, well, not local manufacturer, but a... Uh, Famous local car, the good old Corolla, mm-hmm. and we're going to compare it to its Japanese brother of the same year. Yep, and it's uh, it is very amusing what you could buy in Japan compared to Australia of the same year. Mm. It's like an apple and a banana. Yeah, okay. But anyway, there you go. But yeah, anyway, check, check out the website and yeah, um, go to the website. There's all the the car we will be doing. We'll be endeavouring to do more car reviews. I won't yeah. make any promises, but we'll endeavour to do more car reviews. And that's what this is all about: a community radio yeah. show or podcast. So, if our friends at Toyota in Midland are listening, any Toyota dealership, I'd love to come drive a Rav Four. Any Toyota, we'd love to drive. We'd love to drive the Supra as well, Todd. Uh, yeah, I would, but I'm. Hey, look, I guess I'm, I'm playing to the people. The Rav Four, I would love to drive. Uh, well, the Kluger Hybrid as well. Well, that too. if we can get yeah. one, they're not giving test drives of those. They can't even build them fast enough. They're like, actually, the two first, guys like us to test drive, please. While we're talking about Toyota, very quickly, the first three hundreds have landed in Australia. Oh, I think we need to test drive one of those. That should be. They're up all going to mine sites. Apparently, that should be up on the priority list. They've hit the Fremantle port and they're going straight on a truck up north. But anyway, that's just what I've heard. Anyway, that is another story. Hey, NASCAR! Lots of changes in the NASCAR world. Um, Chip Ganassi selling his NASCAR team to Justin Marks, owner of Trackhouse Racing. So Chip went on to say it made him basically Justin made him a great offer that uh, required his attention. He's not out of racing. He's still um, he's just out of NASCAR. Still have the Indy car team and the IMSA sports car team as well and the Formula E team as well. But interesting that um, Chip Ganassi has sold his his team. And also <laughs> we also heard Jeff Gordon is leaving broadcast and uh, he was part owner of the Rick Hendrick team. He had a, he had skin in the game there as I like to say. Um, Rick will be handing over control of Hendrick Motorsport to uh, Jeff Gordon next year in 2022. So he's left his role at Fox Sports uh, just to focus on that for next year as well. I guess it would make it, even as he's having skin in the game, it would have made him difficult to interview some of the some of the other drivers or some yeah. of his own drivers, I guess, uh, for interviews. Had me thinking, Todd, had me thinking... It's an ageing ownership demographic in NASCAR. I've, I've did some research here. So Roger Penske, he's 84 years of age. Yep. Joe Gibbs is 80. Jack Roush is 79. And Richard Childress is 75. Rick Hendrick is 71. So they're not a young group of guys. No, this is not. the top tier of NASCAR. And I just basically rattled off the top the top owners, I guess. And it's, uh, it's an ageing demographic, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I think, I'll, again, I said it before, but NASCAR... Mm. Yes, they do only turn left for, I think, about nine out of the ten races they do every year. Not on the weekend. They turned left and right. Oh, yeah, there. Mm. They have what, Watkins Glen and something yeah, else? Yeah, what was that, Watkins oh, Glen? Oh, there you yeah. go. Um, 
But again, the tech. Mm. My favourite term tonight, the tech. Um, I've been watching some videos on YouTube, you know, in between working from home and some other bits and pieces. The tech that go into these cars is awesome. And they are, they're doing a big, well, similar to what Supercars did over here, they're doing what they call the Gen 3 next year. I think next year or a year after. Yeah, year after. Massive changes in that. And they're going, they're, I mean, for people like us, um, I, it screams V8 Supercars. It's stuff that we did five, ten years ago. But what they're doing transaxles, they're changing transmissions, they're doing... I talking think, hybrid as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, it made it made supercars at the time very interesting in a lot of the tech that they're doing. So I can't wait. Like, I reckon NASCAR will be very interesting. It is now. It, like There is a science into turning left. A big science. And it's... Um, we we make a joke about it, but it's 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 a huge science in turning left. Yeah, um, the, but um, this hybrid thing. But we spoke about it at the last podcast. I'm not I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Not NASCAR going hybrid. I'm not. I'm no, not, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. With well, it. first things first. They're swapping. They're going to different motors, different transmissions, and transaxles. Mm. And I think IRS as well, mm. um, which will be interesting. Again, I wish Simon was actually here tonight to join us because he'd probably know more of the tech than we do. Yep, and would have a. Awesome explanation of how it all works. But, yeah, again, watching some YouTube, I was like, oh, wow. Mm. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, the, the tech behind the cars, I mean, it's awesome. I've, yeah, I've, I've actually driven a car with a X NASCAR motor and a Jack Co. 4-speed in it once. Oh, yeah. Um, brutal. It's like driving... I can't even compare it to anything. It's... And those motors, those, the, mo- the current motors, they love to pull eight or 9,000 RPM. That's a push rod V8 yeah. swinging to 9,000 RPM. Mm, yep, yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, well worth a watch one day if you get a chance. Mm. Or watch the highlights every now and then. I mean, NASCAR's famous for its stacks as well, let's be honest. Yeah. But um, And also, <laughs> you think Formula One teams have... Um, spats at each other and carry on and that. NASCAR is sometimes dirty politics, dirty fighting, fisticuffs, helmet throwing. It's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't condone that behaviour. I do not condone it, but it is funny to watch. It's funny to watch. There's a bloke up there, you know. I won the race, and in the background, there's a couple of blokes punching on, throwing helmets at each other. Like it's yeah. Again, violence isn't cool, people, but. Like these, these are Americans throwing punches because someone was running a slightly staggered tire and they got caught cheating or didn't get caught cheating. And yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, also, interesting news from NASCAR this week is they won't be requiring drivers to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. So President Stephen Phelps has said their, their, their decision to not require COVID-19 vaccination lines up with what other leagues have done, including the NFL, NBA, NHL and MLB. LB. That's really interesting. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Don't write into the podcast and say, I'm just saying we're reporting the news. Yeah. They're not making their drivers have a vaccine. That's that's not to say that they should or they shouldn't. I will say that I'm having mine on Saturday, so looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm not going to say much about it, except that's kind of scary. Cause that I'm having it or that they're not? They're, they're, they're not. Okay. You yeah. get... You I, get yeah, you get an outbreak. Strokes for folks, Todd. Mate, I... We I'm, don't have a view one way or another. Mind you, most most of them will live in North Carolina. Have you seen the... 
Have you seen photos of the NASCAR? Like they, a lot of the teams share a warehouse, yeah. and it's a suburb. It's actually a suburb of just warehouses, and they all park their trucks in there, and they all. It's almost its own economy, really. Yeah, and they all share the same workshop floors, and yeah. the idea is that it's, hey, we we're building this motor. You can see what we're doing to an extent, you know, and it's it's crazy. Um, Certainly is. Yeah. Actually, a famous uh, or drifter slash Baja racer slash everything else just bought one of the old workshops, and the stuff he's finding in there, he's like. They just left it behind. They moved mm. down the road, and it's like, okay, thanks, guys. Like it's, but just, yeah, it is its own economy, and just yeah. the size of the buildings you cannot put into scale. Mm. It's yeah. like four or five Opta stadiums worth, just of trucks parking, mm. plus the Opta stadium worth of offices. Then you know, like it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's, its own nation. <laughs> <laughs> the nation of NASCAR. I'm pretty sure they they try to succeed one day, but hey, that's another story. <laughs> hey, we've got to take another break here. We'll be back with more on supercars and uh, what else? Auctions, street outlaws, no prep in Australia, Andra. Lots of news from Andra. And right after the break. Okay, 88.5 FM, this is Nick DeCembre and I'm here with Todd Brinkworth. It's the Talk and Power podcast, podcasting on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. Sorry, I cut you off again. You, you, no, it's fine, you can prompt. do it. Next break, you can do it. It's oh. all yours. All yours. Hey, big news in the supercars. Really uh, interested to see where this goes. Uh, there are some contenders vying for the ownership of supercars. So Archer's Capital, as we've reported, is uh, actively looking to offload 65% share of supercars. They want out. And among the contenders uh, is Bathurst winner Paul Morris, along with Peter Adderton. He is Boost Mobile for those that are playing along at home. Uh, Pete Smith, who's the father of Jack Smith, that's racing. Uh, Motor legend, MotoGP legend Mick Doohan and British touring car champion, uh, CEO, Alan Gow. So they have collectively come together. They're vying for it. Uh, there have been some rival bids as well, come from Mark Scaife, who's in partnership with TLA Worldwide. For those of you, again, playing at home, I know you like to say that, Todd, uh, TLA in Australia is headed by Craig Kelly. Now, for those that are listening, you might say, oh, Craig Kelly, that name is familiar. He used to be defender, star defender for the Collingwood Football Club. And uh, I had a disliking for the man myself, but hello to all of our Collingwood fans that are listening. He was a good footballer, good good footy player. I said I make jokes, but I won't. I'll be nice. I'll behave. He he actually ran a Horn and Racing team for a short period of time, and was also manager for Mark Scaife. So uh, Craig Kelly he heads up the Australian division of TLA. So TLA is like a sports agency, Todd. So they have um, like players, footy players, drivers. Um, so him and Mark Scaife teeing up there, looking at uh, buying a share as well. And not to be outdone, of course, uh, ARG are also looking at the as an option as well. So ARG headed up by, uh, well, 
on paper CEOs than Matt Braid, uh, but we know that Channel 7 CEO, James Warburton, has a fair bit of uh, skin in the game there as well. said that a few times tonight, haven't I? Skin yeah. In the game. Um, why are Arch Capital offloading, though? They've been looking to offload for some time now. Why? Because they haven't been able to make as much money as they anticipated from it. Thank you. Go watch TCR. This this was even before COVID as well. This is not a COVID-related... No, no, that's why I it up. <laughs> this is not a COVID-related issue. But under the leadership of the right people, this sport will go forward. I'm telling my inner Simon that can't be here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Do it. Tell me. Supercars. I'm sorry, even, even I get lost in some of the races. Some of the racing lately has been pretty good. Yeah. But it's not... I don't know. It doesn't doesn't suck me into the couch. No, probably not. Not anymore. It used to. Not anymore. Sorry. Um, same with F one. F one highlights package. MotoGP though. I will. I will stay up late, miss sleep, drink coffee. Who'd have to stay? MotoGP's on at eight o'clock. Well, Jeez, you've got to stay up late. If that you call that late. Well, if I have to, I'm saying it's a different hour race. Otherwise, yeah, eight o'clock at night in Western Australia. Crank is. on MotoGP. Watch every lap. Watch the, watch the trophies. Watch the press presentation. Do not move until they cut to the next segment. Hear what you're saying. Take on board what you're saying. Uh, agree to a certain extent. Townsville didn't really blow my hair back. Perhaps because of the outcome, SVG uh, dominated or Triple Eight dominated. Yeah, that and it's great. We're seeing a gap here too. This yeah. this is of concern because. You know, we had a we had a pretty good championship the last three years. We had uh, Penske, DJR, mm-hmm. DJR Penske going backwards and forwards with Triple Eight. They didn't DJR Penske didn't dominate the sport like Triple Eight are dominating it now. Yeah, and, and this is of concern because the gap, the best of oh, the rest, is ridiculous. now at Townsville was significant. I'm not going to go into the results there. I'm not going to go into the results there. But as I said, oh, I, I, I was, was about a, to say, why not? Because no, because it was it was. Um, I watched. I did watch it and uh, enjoyed it. I enjoy it, but we're starting to see domination again. So here's a question, and mm. again, I'm probably going to upset a few listeners over this one. So, SVG, mm-hmm. he's a good driver. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is a pretty good driver, but. Is he only winning because there's no one really else to give him a run? So that is a very good question. Um, I'm not, and before you write in and call me names, I'm not in the driver's seat. I never will be. Good on him. Yeah, again, I've met him. I'm a good guy. He's a top bloke. He's a legend. He's a really, really. Sorry, I'll change. You're listening. Shane, ring in. Tell me, tell me, would you, you know? Did, did you? I know Larko and Scafi can sometimes be uh, annoying or frustrating and talk talk a lot of jibe or whatever. However, they made an interesting point on the weekend yeah. and, and, and watching this race. And, and they had a lot of slow motion video of their cars and other cars going over corners and curbs. And it, the, the evidence was outstanding. And they were comparing them to the Walkinshaw cars, yeah. which I hold in high regard. But when you see them take a corner or a curb, it's not it's is an absolute no brainer as to why these cars are dominating. Oh yeah. They take the corners and the curbs completely differently. The shock that goes through the car on some of the other some of the other um I shouldn't say their names, but yeah, Walkinshaw yeah. the Walkinshaw car mm-hmm. was com- 
yeah. it's, it is a no-brainer. You can see the car. Uh, when they unload the wheel on a curb, uh, or they load it and then it gets unloaded when it's coming back down, the spring rate is completely different in the triple eight cars. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how they do it, but they can get the wheel back to the ground a hell of a lot quicker than, than the other cars. And, you know, that all goes down. There's a science behind all of that. But, yeah, they did an absolutely magnificent job. And I can see why these two, even Wing Cup did really well for an old guy. Yeah, um, and I was about to say uh, Deep Squally. Yeah, he's, he did okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm waiting for him to do something great. Yeah, I was, so is the whole of Australia. I, and I'm like, dude, come on. But, again, like, he doesn't have the brand name on the car now. He's no. in the right team, but in the wrong time. Sorry. And sorry to DJR. Like, Dick Johnson, awesome, awesome. All the time in the world. But it's kind of showing that Penske, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we want to, well, we got a bit to move on with, and I, 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 I had in my head, not in the notes, but in my head, I wanted to talk about Mark Winterbottom. I'll leave it for another time. We, we're running out of time here. I want to talk, I want to show you this. This is from Townsville on Saturday night. This is none other than Rochelle Splat, top fueler at Townsville. This is on the main straight. Check this out. How awesome is that? <laughs> that is pretty awesome. That's all. She's gone up in tyre smoke. It's a no-brainer, I get, because it's top fueler, you know. But there was a bit of nitro in that. There was a bit, not a lot, but there was a bit of nitro in it. You could see it was, it, it did go to the high side when she, I don't know, not, I won't say go into stage. She just, when she kind of did stage the car, you could hear it go into the high side. And there were, there was a bit of nitro in it. I don't know how much, but certainly not 90%. But... There was a bit in there. It's just gone up in tyre smoke straight away, but that's yeah. still awesome. And Andra had a display up there in Townsville, so congratulations to the team at Andra. I think they did a magnificent job. Because that cross-promotes other sports. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's a big tick for Andra. And we're going to talk yeah. about Andra after the break. We're getting we're, – we're running out of time. I didn't think – we're going to get – we're not going to get through all our topics tonight. So we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, we're going to just talk Andra to start off with and then we'll talk um, Street Outlaws No Prep and then we'll uh, head on over to the um, Talk Trophy. I know the event didn't go ahead but we'll just have a brief discussion about that. Alright, um, yeah, we'll be back right after this. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 115, and I'm um, here with Todd Brinkworth. I'm addicted to Unfortunately, Simon Gonzo Travellini wasn't able to make it to this podcast, so I uh, just got the two of us. Also transmitted on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to let you do that. No, it's too late now. It's done. Just say it. No, just, it's fine. I'll cut it in. No, it's fine. Just say it. No, Go we're on. done now. Just Move say along. It. We're going to leave this in the show too. I was arguing. It's great. Yeah, I, will. I will leave it in. Yeah, it's great. Auctions, we'll leave that for another time. We'll leave that. We'll, we'll, I'll carry that over. There's, not, there's a bit happening in the auction world. Hey, Andra, I want to talk Andra. Andra today announced the Australian Drag Racing Championship. They didn't announce it today. It was a few days ago. But the ADRC will host a competition for the national title. 
and the celebrated Andrew Christmas trees for Group 1 categories. If I had the sound effect of cheering and clapping, I would put that in here right now. I should have done that before. Yeah. I'll, cut, I'll cut it in afterwards. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'll put in cheering and clapping right here. Yeah. This is absolute magnificent news, what we've been waiting for for some time. So, Top Door Slammer and Top fu- and top Fuel Motorcycle is back in Group 1 categories in Andra, everyone. So, congratulations to Andra to get that over the line. The ADRC is here, and this is their calendar events. Check this out. Round one, Hidden Valley, July 16 and 17. It's always a huge weekend up in Darwin. Huge weekend. Round two, they drive down to Alice Springs, the Inland Dragway. It's a huge weekend there as well. That's July 24-25. Then round three, they head on over to Adelaide International Raceway. That's October 2 and 3. Round four, Perth Motorplex. Cannot wait for that one, November 27. Round five, Calder Park Raceway, February 5 and 6. Looking forward to that round six the Perth Motorplex uh, that's the Western Nationals that's March 5 and 6 looking forward to that and there will be two additional summit racing equipment uh, series sportsman series rounds at uh, Banarabi race dragway that's August 28th and 29th that's a double header weekend and uh, for those playing along at home sorry I should have to stop saying that that's yours for those of you that are interested, Banarabi is about a six, five and a half, six hour drive from Brisbane. So we have Andrew Drag Racing in the Northern Territory, Northern Territory, South Australia, Western Australia, Victoria, and Queensland. Congratulations. This is a long time overdue. Yeah, it is. And congratulate and all those West Australians head no, or anyone heading to to um, Northern Territory. Really, they'll be looking forward to that. It's a huge weekend up there. Huge. It's on my list to get up there one day. It's it's it it's magnificent. List. But I'm I'm torn now whether to go up there for drag racing or, or supercars. Well, if you went for the supercars, you would have got a bit of drag racing. The door slammers yeah. headed up for that event, so you know that's uh, you know. But congratulations! I want to get to Hidden Valley one day. I've been told it's pretty pretty out there. Look at the entry list for for um for. The Hidden Valley event. Look at that in Top Door Slammer. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars entered in Top Door Slammer. John Zapier, Rob Taylor, Andrew Sutton, Kelvin Lyle. Um, I can't read that. Uh, Bronte Henning. Oh, oh, yep, Bronte Henning. Uh, Daniel Gregorini and Matt Abel. Just in Top Door Slammer. It's going to be huge. So congratulations to everyone to get that across the line. Look, Top Sportsman, quite a few Top Sportsman cars going over as well. Yeah. Uh, Super Sedan, look at that. There's quite a few heading on over there as well. Marty Mirko, congratulations. We look forward. He's the reigning Australian champion from WA. He's he's still to come on the podcast. I'm holding him to that. He said he would. He said if he won the championship, he was coming on. So, Marty, when you get back from Northern Territory, if you're listening, you've got to be here. So we're looking forward to catching up with him. So uh, that's great news in Andra there. I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, while we're talking drag racing, Street Outlaws No Prep Australia. Um, the Michael Gup Gilbert, Gup as we commonly refer to him, yep. promoter from Power Cruise, he has put together a series for No uh, Street Outlaws No Prep Australia. 
So 50 of Australia's tougher door cars, they'll be hitting Sydney for a new no-prep drag racing series beginning in August. Don't know how that's going to go, actually, with the current climate. But anyway, that's another story. Yes, I think the first date might be delayed because I thought it was six weeks. Anyway, anyway we'll talk about that. That's that's neither here nor there. That's yeah. that's that's this is not that's not going to that's not going to stop this show. The show will go Dubs ahead. Involved, it will. It'll happen later. It'll happen. It'll happen. Rain, hail, shine. Later on, it'll still go ahead. If you're inside watching Netflix or not, you know that's because we can't say the L word. It'll, that's going to all happen. You know what I mean? It it will yeah. it will happen. It just might be later. It might give these guys more time to to get a better tune up in. So look, they're talking about fifty cars with a with a the gatekeeper battling each. So the fiftieth car battling each event might get knocked out, and you can get in there in by invite. Get yourself into the top fifty. I'm looking forward to this. This will be great. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yep. I mean, heavily the stick. The spectator tickets are going to be around about twenty dollars. Um, that that's pretty reasonable. That's not bad, hey. This is at um, Sydney Motorsport Park as well. So you know, look. I mean, I take my hat off to these guys. And Gup, he's done some magnificent things over the mm. years, and will continue to do so, no doubt. Will and continue to do so. There is a lot. That happens at Sydney Motorsport Park. Mm. A lot. Yeah. You don't realise how much happens there until, again, I've got friends over there um, that they're like, oh, no, we can go down here on a Monday night and do this. We can do it, go here on a Tuesday night and do that. And it's like, wow, it's open It's open like six nights a week mm. yep. for different disciplines. But that's what a motorsport park is all about. That's right. Yep. Anyway. So, 10-meet <laughs> series. Uh, while we're talking motorsport parks, um, Barbagallo Raceway, Talk Trophy, couldn't go ahead. What, what they, they had, when you, th- when you say, like, throw the kitchen sink at someone, that's what they had, throw, they had thrown at them. They had COVID restrictions. Yeah. We were in a lockdown. They were only allowed one driver and one pit crew. Yeah. They still went ahead. They yeah. said, we're going to try and do this event. And then, um, I don't know, but Noah was off. Out at Colb Corner, I started building an arc. Yeah, yeah. I and, and saw some photos um, from <laughs> there from, uh, well, a fellow podcaster. Um, the pits were underwater. You could have. Someone was building done, an arc somewhere. You could have done canoe racing, like whitewater rapids through the pits. There was no hope. There was just, like, they had everything thrown against them. They actually started racing that yeah. day. They started, they had all the best intentions to get this event to happen. Yet it just didn't happen mm. because everything went against them. And, you know, you can only take your hat off to the volunteers and the people that put these events together to try and make it happen. Yeah. When it doesn't happen, when you have that sort of crap thrown at you. Um, yeah, there were a few people that were just like, really, what else What else can go <laughs> What else can go wrong? You and know? sadly, the XL Cup didn't go ahead. That was, a, that, yeah. that was the, the, I guess, kind of the... But am I, would I be right in saying that was the feature event? Like, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and it, so actually, I've, we've got to got to talk to a few of those people soon because the Excel Cup is getting getting along. Some of those cars are getting pretty serious as far as you can build an Excel. Mm. And there's some pretty interesting people coming up through the ranks, or there's some other people that used to run a street car or sedan, or you know, that are now jumping back into an Excel because it's level racing. And ideally, it's supposed to be cheap racing, but it's not always. But and it's fun. Yeah, like it's it's safe and it's fun and it. It's getting pretty serious, but as well, it's getting pretty like, serious. Yeah. It's getting yeah, a bit of door banging going on. Nah, it's all good. It's all good <laughs> fun. 
It's all good fun. Hey, look, we have got a bit of time here. Let's just quickly discuss auctions as well. It was auction. We had the we had the news story come across my desk uh, a few weeks ago. All records records were set to be broken uh, by this A9X Tirana. Uh, I loved that car. It's a beautiful car, but it did not reach the lofty heights that we have seen set by XYGTs. HOs. Not saying anything, just saying that the yeah. Tirana didn't get as much as what an XYGDHO did. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, we, and I think we know, we know what you're saying. Yeah, just saying that they 9 x did. Now, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, this car got 775000 uh, By the time the buyer, the purchaser paid the auction fee or the buyer's fee whatever you want to call it 833,000 worth every cent I must say for that car that was a special build that one yeah I only had 475 kilometers on it uh it's only one of 33 built uh, it was a GM GMP and a edition GMP and a edition sorry it's a lightweight shell so worth every cent and you know to be frank with you if that went for over a million dollars it was still worth every cent and I, I say that tongue-in-cheek that that the, the Ford and Holden thing of it you know that's that's just a bit of I'm having a bit of a lend there so but yeah it didn't reach the lofty heights um, I'm not sure I'm not completely convinced it might have been publicized all that well this Tirana yeah I don't know I, I don't know I mean, I you reckon it's worth every penny. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I, I'm still in the belief that some people are paying stupid money for cars. Why? Just why? That's just me, though. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. So there was uh, maybe look. I had a good chat with our, our good friend James at Shannon's today, and uh, we I just had not not about this in particular, but they've got an auction. The spring auction's coming up, so spring is coming. Yeah. For those that live in the southern hemisphere, we're lo- we're all looking forward to spring because we're right now we're in the middle of a winter. That's like we said. We keep repeating. We have to having to find ourselves building arcs every second day. But spring is coming, and so is the Shannon Spring Auction. And I stumbled across this one. Check this out. What do you reckon of that? It's a 1992 AutoZam AZ-1 Coupe. Really spun-out-looking car. That, that'll that be in the Shannon Spring Auction. Yep. That's uh, that's out there, that thing. That is... It's that's, a, that's yeah, a K-car, I think it's referred to as, in Japan. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a bit... It's a Mazda DNA, I think, from memory. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Mazda something from memory. and Yeah, it's, it's got Mazda's fingerprints all over it. It looks pretty cool. It's just, yeah. And the other one that I stumbled across for the spring auction, I I have fond memories of this car, these cars. When I was a kid, my mum and dad, um, we went to Europe for a, for a holiday once, and uh, I was very lucky enough that they took me along with them. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Mum and Dad. But I have fond memories of these Citroens back back then. The this was a this one's a seventy three. I, I went in eighty seven. But these things were still getting around back then. Uh, this is actually a coupe. This one. This this is pretty rare. This is a seventy three Citroen SM coupe. Now I believe Paul Blank that we had on uh, a couple of weeks ago may have had one of these or something similar. I think from I think, memory. Think, yeah, I'm trying to remember. His wasn't a coupe. I don't think, but no. I'm pretty sure it was a four-door. Now, yeah. my my uh, relation of ours actually had something very similar to that, and we went for a drive in it in Italy, and it just that is the epitome of Citroen. Of, yeah, Citroen, but French 
cars. When I see that, though, I, yeah. straight away, I think French. You have to jump on the Shannon's website and go to the auction section to do it justice. So have yeah. A, have yeah, a look. While you're sitting at work, if you get a chance, jump on the internet and just to, just to appreciate. Hmm. This is such a term as the Frenchness of it. Yeah, it's Hang on. I just, just made to appreciate it up. The French connection. <laughs> the French the, connection. There you go. It is a. It's. A, I don't. It's not as if I'd go out and buy one, but it is. It is. When I look at that, that's the first thing. And I have fond memories of our trip to Europe back in 1997 and Italy and and well, we went right through Europe, England, France, of course, and uh, yeah. Germany. Well, it was West Germany back then. When we went, it was still West Germany. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. the Berlin Wall was still up. So I actually saw the wall, and uh, yeah, yeah, there was a different time, and uh, Belgium and uh, lots of other places as well. I have fond memories of of Europe, and that car just brings back so many memories. Uh, as I said, one of our relations had something very similar to it. Well, Todd, I must say, thank you very much. That's We've right. We've gotten through. I said to you, just the two of us tonight. And uh, we've gotten through this episode quite well, I must say. Oh, we all know it like a chat, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, that's the whole idea. And I'm here to, and I'm here to paint paint pictures. I've been told by a good a new friend of mine, I need to paint pictures more, not just babble on. So hey, so paint pictures as like so sort of put put the listeners where where we've been and what we're looking at. Yeah, okay. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you for, to that listener. Hopefully, I've I've tried my best to you know. That was that was a somewhat you know if you have some thoughts on how we should be doing this, let us know. Yeah, I mean I um again been sort of pumping the stuff I do in the background a fair bit lately on my Facebook page, and I've had a fair few feedbacks and made some new friends and all that, and it's good to know that, that we are picking up a few new listeners. And um, well, I think let so. us know because we're here to entertain and have a chat, and you might learn something. If you, I mean if this doesn't suit your what what we do if it doesn't suit well you know you don't like it you want to hear something else let us know as long as it's motoring or motorsport related yeah. I mean if you, you want us to talk about the footy nah yeah the boys at the shed will do that for you yeah yeah that's right yeah. there's, there's other that's people well that do that laugh. stuff yeah and if you want to talk about basketball nah nah even though Trevor Gleason's pulled the pin at the Wildcats yeah I saw that hmm yeah, but yeah, there's other people that are that are averse in that. If you want to talk us to talk about the cricket, nah, we're not or the soccer. Again, shed. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-eight point yeah. five, the shed done. Yeah, shout or, out to the boys. Or movies. If it's a car oh, movie, we'll do it. I'm about to say, oh, our movie in general, I could help you out, but that's we'll make another podcast for that one night. Oh, movies in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't, might be alone on that one. Yeah, I might be. Like I don't me, watch me talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch too many movies about popcorn flavors. You'd be great. That'd be entertaining, wouldn't it? Mm. But no, it's um no, it's, it's we have fun doing it, and it's good to get out there and do stuff. And yeah, and we, I mean, and we do have a lot more special guests coming up. We do. Yeah. Um, we've actually just taken this week to actually just catch up ourselves and have a bit of a chat. So yeah, if you want more special guests, um, they're coming. A they lot. Are. Like we're talking, we probably got till Christmas planned. Mm. So yeah, most certainly, yeah. All right, Todd. Thanks for joining us. No Stay safe out there. Drive safely. Yes. And to all of our listeners, drive safely as well. Those roads are going to be wet for a little while longer, 
and um, yeah, take care. And if you're in another part of the world listening to us, uh, cheerio over there, wherever you are in the United States or the United Kingdom, or we have listeners in in Ireland as well, believe it or not. I look at the downloads and we have downloads right across the planet. We seriously do. Awesome. Yeah, Canada. We have lots of listeners in Canada as yeah, well. Yeah, actually I had someone reach out to me from Canada the other day. I love Canada. I've been to Canada before. Yeah, me as well. It's the most beautiful. Longer. It's the... Yeah. Um, North American Australia, really, in some ways. That's how it's described to me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people of Canada are a lot like Australians. Really nice people. All right, on that note, we'll we'll finish this podcast here. Uh, Stay tuned if you're on 88.5 FM. Captain Carlos is coming straight in after us. And uh, as I said, stay safe out there. We'll see you soon. Take care, Todd. See you, Nick. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.